Okay, Josh and I want to continue to answer this question. What is a healthy missional kingdom family, a little micro church? We said in our last uh, equipping video that uh, the first part of a healthy uh, missional kingdom family is that we have uh, a love from God back to God. So it's that vertical flow, the love down and the love up. And this, the, 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 the third phase of this is our love for each other. Yep. So the first commandment says we love God with our whole heart. And the second commandment is like the first, we love our neighbor as ourself. So the way we love God is revealed in the way we love people. It's in fact, in 1 John it says, if you say you love God and don't love your brother or sister, you're really a liar. So the vertical and the horizontal love of God and, and for each other is inseparable. And when we have a, a healthy missional kingdom family, we're trying to cultivate high-level intimacy between the people that are in that small little church. We want to be one of mind, heart, and life. That's what it says in Acts. Chapter 4, the early church was of one mind, heart, and life. That means they're, they're, they were unified at a mind, heart, life level, and they were exchanging the life and love of God between one another. And um, so the... The, the, the culture of a kingdom family that's healthy is you have this exchange of the affection of Christ Jesus between the people. And they, they adore each other. They love each other. When they come together, there's a delight in one another. They're, they're gospeling each other. They're releasing the love of God to each other at a very deep level. Uh, it's, it's kind of why we're on the planet. Yes, the love of God from God and the love of God to each other. We're on the, we exist for love. So a missional kingdom family is this greenhouse environment where love gets exchanged vertically and horizontally between ourselves. Want to talk a little more about that, Josh? The power of loving one another. Yeah, you know, it's, it's huge. And, and like we say, everything's caught before mm -hmm. it's taught. Right. Right? Yeah. So... Um, this is why the first commandment is the first commandment mm -hmm. because we're we're encountering love. We're receiving the love of the Father, mm -hmm. and as we encounter that, grow in that, then we're able to give that mm -hmm. to one another. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it, it it is very true. Um, one of the number one litmus tests in people's love for God is actually how they love one another. Yeah. And most people approach loving one another as if it's, well, I'm going to love you if it's convenient for me. Mm -hmm. But how many know loving us was not convenient for Jesus? No. <laughs> right. Right. It, it, it wasn't right. convenient for him. There was a greater love that compelled him. Mm -hmm. And and when what we're going after here is a love, uh, it's the love of God that controls and compels us. Mm -hmm. And so... As we love one another, we're not asking people to love one another according to their souls or according to their definition mm -hmm. of love, but it's God's definition of love. It's God's ways of love. It's God's, uh, uh, it's how he loves. Mm -hmm. And and this right here is, is, is a lifetime of journey, a lifetime of discovery. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more you do it with people, others around you learn how to love one another. Yeah. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, and so let's let's define this word love. It, in the Bible and the Greek, the Bible, the New Testament was written in the Greek language originally. And the Greek language was really sophisticated. It had many words for love. Um, one of the words is, was storge, which is family love, family affection. Another was yeah. leos, which is brotherly love, like the word Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. And the word um, eros is this really twisted kind of love. It says, I love you, but it's really I... I, uh, you're an object of pleasure for me. It's a selfish, self-preferring love. It's a distorted and twisted and counterfeit kind of love. It's, it's I really love me and I'm going to use you. And that eros love is, is mixed in our culture right now at a very high level. It says, uh, but the, the truest and most self, selfless love is called agape. So, the reason why God puts us in a group of people, a family of people unlike ourselves, that have, uh, you know, we call it a high-level dork factor that's in all of us, that we all have our issues, and we now have to practice agape love on one another. Right. And that means I give my life out to you. I, I, I both express the unconditional love of God and the unconditional like of God. I not only love you, but I like you. Now, I don't always like what you do, but I like you. And so it's agape that we're talking about here. Yep. And the only way you can do true agape in a, in a little micro church is if we fellowship in the light with one another. That means, here's what that means. In 1 John 1, it says we, we fellowship in the light. That means I know you by the spirit, mm. not yeah. by the flesh. I have to first know, Josh, as he's known in heaven, as a son of God. And my true self, as a son of God, fellowships with his true self, and we know each other by the Spirit. So my, my point of emphasis is on his true self, not his false self that has some eros love mixed in it. And I try to help him walk his false self to the cross and die to his false self so his true self can grow and expand. Now what we focus on and what we emphasize we become so if i focus on his false self i energy i actually do him a disservice because i'm energizing his false self that's not love i'm actually going to exasperate his false self and he's going to become even worse so i'm going to focus on josh's true self and that's love i'm going to tell him who he really is and how he's really known in heaven and i'm going to bombard him with the agape of god in my relationship with him I'm going to know him by the Spirit. Now we've created a culture where we're embodying the love of God to one another, and we actually become what we emphasize and what we work on. So that's a culture now and a, an environment where we are cultivating vertical love and horizontal love. And there's three steps to this. Um, affection, the affection of Christ Jesus. That's one, that's one evidence of it. The constant affirming of who we are and the unconditional acceptance of who we are. And, and that's an atmosphere we're trying to develop in a microchurch. So when we come together, I can know that, that the skin of heaven, the body of Christ, the literal body of Christ is going to good news me and express the love of God. Anything you want to add to close this up, Josh? <laughs> this oh boy. process, this journey is amazing. Yeah. When, when people catch this, you create a transformational atmosphere filled with the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, what, what takes a year of discipleship, when people get this, happens in mm -hmm. a month. 
And then what happens in a month happens in a day. And then what happens usually in a day happens in five minutes. What happens in five minutes happens in one minute. It it puts you on a rapid growth of Mm. acceleration uh, because you're being accelerated by the love of God. It's his love is changing you. His love is transforming Mm. you. And it it's 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 one of the best and easiest ways to make disciples. Yeah, your spirit was made to thrive in an atmosphere of love, the supernatural yeah. love and presence of God, in in the midst of God's people. That is the greenhouse and the environment that will ensure your transformation yeah. into Christ likeness. So this 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 affection of Christ Jesus is highly anointed. And it's, it's not a natural human affection. It is a supernatural affection that flows between people. And if you get exposed to that day in and day out, week in and week out, your chances of growth are, are going to accelerate by hundreds of times and percentage points. So we can't emphasize enough the importance of the manifested presence and love of God and the love of God between two people. So that's, uh, that's the second most important part of a healthy missional kingdom family.